Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,182. There's two ways to do things, the right way and the other way. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiast. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Herald, California, Joey Giordano. Joey, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. And uh, as we say in the Volkswagen world and bumper stickers prove it, honk if anything falls off. Absolutely. Love old VWs. Joey Giordano is a master tech with Toyota Lexus whose passion for automobiles goes back to his childhood where he spent time with his dad working on cars. He's a dedicated Volkswagen fanatic who decided to create a company called Straight Up Dubs as a way to spend his after work and weekend spare time extending his automotive knowledge to his passion for classic VWs. He restores old VWs and drives them whenever possible, and his beloved 1969 Safari Bay has been featured in multiple magazines and in many pictures all across the internet. He created the Straight Up Dubs brand where VW friends and fans can gather to enjoy cars, hold events, go on drives, and he created a line of products around the mark he loves so much. So, Joey, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Thank you for this opportunity. It's just been a, a fun journey just as I, uh, as I start from the beginning. It's kind of nice to have this to reflect on. Uh, you know, I started out just as a car lover from the beginning. My dad was a, a jack of all trades and, and he never paid for anybody to really do anything. So as I grew old enough to be a part of that experience, I got to get some hands-on experience with him. Um, just starting out with, you know, old Chevy pickup trucks. And I mean, there's pictures of me even, you know, kind of emulating him underneath my wagon and, and trying to fix that. But I started, I started my uh, automotive venture. Um, my, I had older sisters. I have four sisters and my oldest sister was uh, six years older than me. And she had a six, uh, 77 Volkswagen rabbit. She uh, blew the head gasket on. So my dad uh, felt it was time for me to go ahead and dig into that and tear it apart and replace the head gasket, which I did. Uh, sent it out to the machine shop, got it machined and actually took me about five or six days of playing with this thing, this thing to get the timing right. Cause I was at the point I, I just couldn't understand or comprehend it. So, and get the tensioner set just right. So right. I did that. And, uh, you know, it kind of led to my sister's having a boyfriend. So she ended up, uh, she had a boyfriend who was a Volkswagen guy. Well, he ended up buying or my dad bought him a 56 Volkswagen bug. Well, mm. it sat on the side yard for a number of years and, you know, he, uh, he never paid my dad back. So eventually it became my <laughs> car. And, I have uh, these memories of sitting in that car with just a battery, an old blah punk radio out of a, a Nissan uh, Frontier pickup truck and a, one single speaker in there just sitting there dreaming of driving this little car. And uh, eventually 16 came around and I was able to, after some blood, sweat and tears, and I learned a lot at that point doing a wire harness and building the engine and getting ready to, and, and just many days out in the driveway with strippies, yeah. getting uh, some chemical burns and, and uh, <laughs> getting this thing torn down and just, and, and just enjoying using my hands to build something. And uh, so eventually I got to drive this car. It only lasted about three months. I uh, ended up uh, doing some crazy suspension stuff with this car and it just uh, got a little squirrely on me one day and I flipped it. So oh no! it, it led to another project, which was obviously another Volkswagen. But 
and the long story short, it just kind of, uh, it's, it sparked a career with me. I got into an ROP automotive program at the local high school. We uh, ended up, I, I just really enjoyed that. At that point, I had a girlfriend and uh, she's now my wife. I was 16 years old and she ended up Wow. Same, same kind of thing. She had a, a, a head gasket go on her car because she's used to driving Volkswagens. Yep. And actually, we bought her a, um, a 66 Volkswagen Bug. And uh, I had to loan her 50 bucks for that car. And she, <laughs> and she never paid me back. Still has Well, she this- married you. So that's quite a nice payback. My goodness. I think, I think she's paid her dues. <laughs> we'll just call it an investment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you so, go. Just the enjoyment of taking something that's that doesn't work and the reward of actually having something and having a finished product was something that I totally enjoyed. So I had the opportunity in that ROP class where uh, we had a local trade school come in and do a presentation. So I, I signed up for that that school, did their two-year program and ended up getting out of there with my Associate of Applied Science degree and just took that into the Toyota world. My original idea was to work for GM or Volkswagen. I ended up getting connected with a really uh, now my mentor a guy named Bruce and he ended up teaching me so much and I just stayed with that product for for my whole career and I'm still currently doing that I do a 9 to 5 uh, at Lexus um, at a local dealership and I do these cars on the side and just have fun with it it doesn't support my lifestyle it doesn't pay for my my mortgage which makes it fun it's not as complicated keeps it simple yeah but um just the enjoyment of having these cars taking something from a diamond in the rough and making it something that others can enjoy and just create memories using those, you know, driving and, and just getting together with friends. Absolutely. Kind of a sidepreneur, if you will. I love sidepreneur projects at this show because uh, it shows other people out there listening that, you know what, there's a lot of after work time. If you work a nine to five, there is a lot of time in your life if you use it wisely. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Joey, take the wheel. There's actually quite a few that have uh, stuck out for me because I, I, I tend to listen and uh, and take in as much as I can from, let's, let's call it um, wiser people, which would sometimes include age. So one of my favorite ones and that I always use is uh, there's two ways to do things, the right way and the other way. And through that process, you know, the, the right way, it usually ends with the the proper result, um, other ways sometimes make you do it more than once. <laughs> yeah, you, at least you learn. But, you know, I tell you, back in the day when I was a kid, I had a 67 Carmen Ghia, which I'm sure you would be passionate about. It was my my poor man's Porsche back when I was in high school and college. And I did a lot of work on that car, and I didn't know how really to do much work. My dad never really taught me that stuff. So I had to learn it on my own. So I had that classic book, the complete book of VW for idiots. I, I'm buffling the messing up the title there, but uh, I had that book. I still have it to this day. It's full of greasy fingerprints and so forth, but it sure helped me figure out how to work on that car. And I ended up doing a lot of work myself. A lot of it, not the right way the first time though, unfortunately. Yeah. And that makes it a lot of fun. And then, you know, and it's nice to have a book like that because you go back to that book and just a smell, you know, it just creates a memory. It just takes you back in time. You know, my wife is a, she's a Carmen Ghia fan as well. Um, She has a couple of them and uh, she has a 65 that she drives currently. I call it her temporary Carmen Ghia because I'm in the process of restoring a a 57 low light Carmen Ghia for her. So those cars are definitely close to and dear to us. So, uh, you know, we just, it's all the way around. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a, you know, a Volkswagen and just cars in general, we just let, enjoy them and then yeah. try to do it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. That book. Now my memory's coming back here. How to keep your VW or Volkswagen alive, a manual of step-by-step procedures for the complete 
Idiot. And I think that was the whole title. And uh, it certainly got me out of a couple jams for sure. Well, let's go back and think about your history here with cars and talk about uh, maybe a story that instigated that personal passion for cars. I know working with your dad, that was a big influence. But was there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew for sure you were going to be a car guy? I don't have an exact moment just because cars have always been a part of who I am and and it's been an expression of who I am. Um, It's always been something that I've enjoyed and and I've never done anything to impress other people. I've done things that I felt that that would best be an expression of who I am. And I just, you know, just the ability to have, and it was, you know, my first freedoms, you know, that, that, you know, 16 years old, here I am, my first car, you know, I've got to work and I've got to pay my insurance. And man, that first car, you know, 56 Volkswagens, they don't have a gas gauge, but man, there's some great memories pushing that car down the road because I (laughs) I thought I had enough to make it to the next gas station. And I just, I didn't. So, um, (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things. It's been bred into me from the time I was just a young and I'm a young man. And uh, my dad wasn't didn't explain, wasn't the best, give the best explanations and thing. It was pretty much if you ask why am I doing it, it was because I said so. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, you just well, kind of float with it. <laughs> sometimes watching is a great way to learn. That's for sure. And I'm sure you got a lot of time doing that with your dad. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you may have faced along the way. And the reason I like this question is. These situations teach us things that are extremely valuable, and hopefully a listener out there, well, I'm hoping they're not going through the same problem, but I'm sure a lot of people have been through similar things that they might learn a little something from your story. So kind of walk us through a specific event. Tell us uh, why that was a challenge or difficult for you, and tell us what you learned from it so you come out on the other side a little bit smarter. You know, Mark, one of the things that I've always, uh, I, it's a staple of who I am, is we, I don't look at everything as if, I don't look at failure as failure. I look at it as an opportunity to learn. And, you know, awesome. I'm pretty, we're a very strong faith family. You know, we God's been a big part of navigating us where we are and getting us to the point we are. You know, my wife and I, I was 17 years old. I was a senior in high school. I had my first daughter. You know, she's going to be 26 years old um, in February. So we've, you know, you're saying your daughter's birthday's coming up and she's going to be 30. So, I mean, it's one of those things that I, we've looked at life and we just kind of, we just look at everything as kind of a bump in the road. And it's not that it's going to be a, it's not a dead end. It's just how do we get around it? Um, and that's just kind of one of those things we've done. And, you know, the, the biggest thing is you just grab life by the horns and uh, you find the best in everything you can. And it's not always the easiest thing to do, but every experience you have in life. And that's one another one of my favorite sayings is there's a first time for everything. There's a first time you have a baby. There's a first time you have to drive a car. There's a first time you have to pay a mortgage. It's just, once you get past that first time, it's every time from there on, it's easier and easier from, you know, and it just creates a discipline. And uh, that's, that, that would be a, a thing for me is, you know, every, the biggest challenge I would say for me is just starting out young, but I, I didn't look at it as a challenge. I look at it as an opportunity to not only um, prove people wrong that doubted me, but also gives me an opportunity to thrive and prove to myself the abilities we have. And, and there's another thing that I couldn't, I couldn't have done any of this without one, my wife who supports everything I do a hundred percent and the, you know, our faith and, you know, God has been a big part of playing that and has been a good guide for the direction that we like to flow. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears and talk about a big aha moment. Maybe it was when you decided to create straight up dubs. I'm not sure, but one of those times in life you said, you know what, this is a path I'm going to go down. This is a focus I'm going to have. And this is the way I'm going to get there. Yeah, I mean, straight up dubs is actually a, a kind of a tri membership. It's there's two, me and two other guys, and what we've done is we've all taken different aspects of that 
that brand, for lack of a better way of putting it. We have one guy that's a, he's a social media and promoter type of, um, of person. That's kind of his um, specialty. And then we have another guy who handles this, the clothing line and also helps with the promotions. We all kind of do that together. And then on the other end is me. I have what they, what we've dubbed as the SUD workstat on Instagram. It's, but it's straight up dubs workstat, which is workshop in German. That's been one of the, you know, that's, it's been all of our hobby. So it's not something that we look forward to to support our families or our lifestyles, but it's just something we look for to help create a positive influence in just the, the VW community and make it so that it's something that is, it has a positive vibe and just makes it a, a richer experience for anybody that wants to come into it. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of fun with it and, and been able to represent not only our faith, but also just the good positive side of the Volkswagen community as a whole from Northern California. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to get you on the show. Uh, my good friend Leonard Carrillo connected us and he said, you know, um, Joey's just a great guy, but he really is into cars. And And the thing I like about what you guys have done is, again, this is a sidepreneur. I call a sidepreneur kind of job. It's It's really a brand that you're building, but you're doing it in your spare time. But the fact that you enjoy it so much is why you do it. And I talk to people all the time who said, oh, I could never start my own thing. I just don't have time. I always say, well, what do you do with your time when you're not at work? I mean, really think about it. Think about how you're using that time. And you can. I mean, there's a lot of extra hours in the day to come up with stuff. And that's exactly what you do. I know on your Instagram, I follow you guys. You got like 20,000 plus followers. I mean, for a little side gig, that's pretty impressive. So uh, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. And the other part of this, the takeaway I get from this part of our talk is, Surround yourself with people who are great mentors, but also have like ideas and philosophies that you have because they can help you move forward. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. Now, you you talked about that first VW that was supposed to be your uh, sister's boyfriend's car, but he didn't quite come through with the the payment needed. So it ended up being your car. But is there a, a first car in your life that was really special for you? Mark, all these, all my cars have been stepping stones. You know, that first car was, I, I learned a lot in that car and that there's a lot of memories in that car, but I never really got to fully get the investment out of it. You know, I, I drove it for about three months and I mean, it was a full rollover. So the thing was totaled. So, I mean, ultimately, I mean, honestly, the funnest Volkswagen I've ever built has been that Safari Bay window that I just actually completed. My wife and I use that. Um, we take that, we we will put, um, we load it up. We use it actually for camping. It has a, you know, a Westy Z bed that I modified and made a full width. We go up the coast and I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And and it's a great experience to take that car down the road because people, you see people just smile. It's a, we call it our, our happy vehicle, our smile vehicle, because it's just, you could tell that people connect with it. And the, the reality yeah. that most generations pre-millennial, they all have a 550 or $500 Volkswagen story. And it's so cool, you know, and um, <laughs> yeah, that's where this, this thing is just create memories. And it, we're currently right in the middle of it. And it's just, a, it's been an awesome experience. Very cool. I you love know, it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. How about seller's remorse? Is there a VW in your past that you let go other than the one you rolled? We won't count that one. Uh, that you really wish you had back? <laughs> I would say just because of um, where they're at now, and it's so hard to get them. I had a 56 Combi that I, uh, you know, bus. So that's a, just an 11, a, a little 11 window bus. And man, uh-huh. I missed that bus because it was, you know, now that we look at what it is, I mean, we didn't realize what it had, but I mean, I got rid of that bus because I had to commute from Lodi to Fremont to go to school and do trade school. So I ended up trading that bus for a, a, an oval window bug. So, um, and then eventually turned into a little rabbit GTI <laughs> because I needed air conditioning for my daughter. So yeah. Yeah, it's just that I would say that would be it. Just 
because, I mean, that, that one was probably one of my funnest and created the most memories because it was during a pivotal time in my life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing with a lot of cars in our lives. It's not so much the car, it's the memories surrounding it, the people, the times, the experiences. That's what really makes them special. I think that's why sometimes when people go back and get the cars that they had way back when and they drive them and they're kind of disappointed, they realize it really wasn't about the car. It was about the experiences and the people. We're into the end of the year here. The new year's coming. What has you excited and fired up right now about straight up dubs as we're looking ahead to 2019? Uh, every year, I mean, we look at just another opportunity to get out and, uh, and just we, we always strive for bigger and, and better goals. I mean, this year we've had some pretty good exposure just uh, with some, my bus getting put in a magazine, uh, a couple magazines. That was a, a great thing. And then also our club as a club promote two shows a year at our local Volkswagen dealership at Elk Grove Volkswagen. It's a last year Elk Grove Volkswagen. So we take that opportunity to, you know, create a pretty unique experience. We, we do this on a Saturday evening. We have these shows that, uh, you know, they come that people are allowed to come in. We take over the showroom and the whole dealership. Um, we're able to set up vintage Volkswagens in the showroom. So we're just trying to do that. And uh, we kind of have outgrown that environment that environment, and that dealership. So we're actually branching out. We're going to put together a two-day event this next year at, here in Galt at a local historical venue. And we're going to try to turn it into a camping uh, venue. Oh, so it's cool. a two, it'll, it'll be kind of a two-day event, kind of almost like a uh, a modern day hippie version of what you know, what you know, many have experienced in, in younger generations, but yeah. just kind of a, I mean, older generations, I should say, but just kind of always trying to create a unique experience. And you know, with in this day and age, just trying to make it so that it's different and it, and it attracts more people. Not you know, and that's the beauty of not doing it to support your lifestyle or your livelihood is that you can try different things and you can take a risk. You have a little bit of cushion there. You just have to be smart about and anything, just like anything, how you spend your money, you know. Absolutely. That sounds like fun. You know, what comes to mind is uh, Gary Emery, who's down in Oregon. I've had his son, Rod Emery, who builds Outlaw 356s on this show. They just do a wonderful job working on old Porsches. And for years and years, if decades, they would have their uh, Emery campout every year where they have a nice big grounds facilities and people would bring all their old Porsches and VWs and uh, all sorts of cars there and they would uh, camp out and stuff. That was pretty neat. And then I was just recently this past summer or fall, I was at the Ironstone Concours, not too far from you in Murphy's, California, and they have a whole vintage camper segment of their Concours. Now, this is a really serious Concours. There's some really serious cars there, but they had this whole area where people would bring their old vintage campers and the vehicles that towed them, like trailers and so forth, and they would camp out over the course of three or four days during the Concours. So, uh, there you go, kind of combining a camp out with cars, with people that love things. I think it sounds like an awesome year for straight up dubs coming up in 2019. Well, Joey, here's a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in a garage, what would you be and why? I would say I'm a, I'm a big World War II history buff, and uh, I, I just love the whole, the, the history that's there. And, uh, you know, just the fact that in th that time in the 40s in Germany was building uh, split window bugs, you know, they're building these cars in the factory with no roof and this thing's been bombed and it's just a, you know, and so I've got the pleasure of working on uh, a couple of the early Volkswagens. I would say I'd probably want to be a split window bug, uh, you know, in the forties. And just because I, I look at a car and I was like, man, if this thing could talk, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would sit here for hours and listen to it. I would say just that would be an interesting, interesting uh, vehicle to be just because I, I just uh, the history would be would be intriguing to me as a just for my own personal <laughs> yeah. interest. Well, I figured you'd be an old Volkswagen of some kind. So I think that's a great story. 
You know, I mentioned that Carmen Ghia that I had in high school and college. Uh, when I took that car apart to restore it, um, I found uh, it was underneath one of the, there was a um, little area to put cigarettes, like little cigarette ashtray. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't smoke, so I couldn't come up with the word, but an ashtray. And somebody must have had a kid with that car before I got it. And they would put, they were putting coins and they would fall down inside the door. And, um, there was all the, you know, the car kind of made this weird rattling noise. And when I took the panels off, there was all this change down there. And I'm thinking (laughs) somebody's little kid probably sit back there and just, you know, put coins in that little slot. You know, they pulled the thing out too far and, and put them in there and there was this little treasure trove, not enough to pay for the restoration, of course, but uh, it was kind of a fun thing. And some old ones, too, you know, back from uh, the mid-60s uh, when uh, the car was made. So very cool. I love it. Well, Joey, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark sent you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Joey, we're back. We're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, Basically, um. Start a project with the end in mind. Don't uh, you know? There's a lot of garage out, art out there. Just uh, start with the end in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Uh, one of the my, the one that I always like to use is a shark that doesn't swim dies. You know, you always got to be looking for food. Make sure you're, you're keep, keeping busy and uh, treading water. 
That's right. What do they say? Idle hands are the devil's workshop. So uh, absolutely. absolutely. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I just, I mean, the big thing for me is just the social media aspect of, of the day and age that we have. I mean, there's a lot of negatives, but the positives are you can just see almost anything you, you, you want in the social media world. And, you know, you can connect with people that are going to help you and, and, and give you direction to go as far as projects go. And you could just even, you can learn a lot, even just from the pictures that people post on there. I mean, it's, it's helped me in a, a lot of areas as well. Oh yeah. That's why I like Instagram so much. I've got a Carja Instagram account, of course. And Twitter I use, but not as much. I, I prefer Instagram and, of course, Facebook. There's all sorts of opportunities there to learn things. And you go out and start looking around at other people doing stuff, and all of a sudden, wow, I've got a new friend here who loves cars. So, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Now, if I could a- arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I would definitely say it'd have to be Ferdinand Porsche, to be honest with you, just because of his involvement, not only uh, in the car world with Porsche and Volkswagen, but also just, I mean, he was a a very smart engineer. I mean, he was, a lot of people don't realize he was part of uh, designing tanks and, and all kinds of other military vehicles. The guy was just a phenomenal engineer and just had a, a unbelievable uh, plethora of knowledge and, and, you know, desire to build in just pretty much anything that he could. Uh, when it yeah. Comes to, yeah. Pretty interesting guy. I mean, you think about the first Porsche was actually an electric vehicle because the first car he designed was an electric vehicle. And, of course, the stuff he did during World War II military landed him in jail in France, which (laughs) ended up uh, leading to his death pretty much because when they got him out of prison, he was in such bad state that he didn't last much longer. But all that aside, yeah, his engineering prowess and the ingenuity and the different brands that he worked with before, and even as the, the brand has come forward after his time and his son and then his son's sons and all the things that they created at Porsche and, of course, Bootsy Porsche creating Porsche design and all the things they designed for the industry or the industrial world, I should say, um, have been pretty phenomenal. My listeners know I'm a huge Porsche fan, so I'm going to always champion uh, the Porsche brand and, and what they do. <laughs> How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Um, you know what? I, I don't limit myself to anything, any one particular thing. All I know is that uh, there's one of the things I've heard over, you know, when I was younger, it's like, if, if you're willing to read, you could teach yourself anything. I mean, that's uh, anything that interests you is, is something that's worth reading to me. I mean, that's just kind of how I look at it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely important. And there's that other great saying about, uh, I'm sure it's a, a bi- biblical roots, I believe, is uh, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but teach him how to fish. <laughs> And he'll feed himself for a lifetime. And it's the same with knowledge and books. And I'll remind our listeners, there's a great place on the Carja website called Guest Recommended Books, where I've got well over a thousand books listed there. You can go to the website, click on that, and all those books are quick, easy clicks to Amazon to buy. Incredible reference tools. All right, Joey, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter what it costs. Where it is, who owns it, I'm going to deliver it to your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so that little trick is off the table. You have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah? And it's the only collector car you can have. This is the hard part for somebody like you. You can only have this one car in your garage. No more VWs, no more bus, just this one vehicle. So what's it going to be? Choose wisely. 
Um, I would say it would definitely have to be a Ferrari brand because I mean it's it's kind of one of my bucket list things to uh, own a Ferrari and one, and I always joke with my wife and, and and others when they I get the opportunity to share it is it's the only mistress that I could my wife would ever let me have so <laughs> I, I would, it would definitely be that brand and nothing in particular I mean it would but I definitely would be okay with having a, a single car like that I would enjoy it <laughs> a Ferrari okay well I'm gonna have to narrow you down because it's gonna be very hard for me to buy you a Ferrari when when it could be okay. any Ferrari. Um, because the only Ferrari I can pretty much afford is one of the models in the cabinet behind me. But <laughs> let's narrow this down. Let's go to a, a period of time. 50s sports cars, 60s, 70s, 80s, new car? I, I would probably say 50s just because the vintage. I, I enjoy the vintage uh look of the uh the ferraris but i mean i, I have not a you know I'm, I'm kind of a practical person so as far as yeah. knowing exact uh models and specific uh features um i just haven't dabbled in that yet because it's not realistic so why why tempt yourself right well i know anyway. it is a bad <laughs> temptation but i'm going to get you a little further down the road because i got to figure out what to buy here so would you like a coupe or a convertible if it's a Ferrari, it's got to be convertible and of course it has to be red right right okay so we'll make it red that's easy rosa red now, would you like a car that was designed just for the street or one that you could take also on the track? I would I would probably enjoy both. Um, I would probably do both, yeah, because I enjoy – I'm not a speed demon, and I'm not a big fan of speed. I, I just – you know, I, I'm more of a cruiser, to be honest. All right. So I know what I'm going to buy you today. Okay. <laughs> are you ready for this? This is going to be a – Yeah, two, let's do This it. is going to be called a, two, a Ferrari 250 TR. And basically what that is, is uh, TR is Testarossa. Uh, the Ferrari 250 Testarossa was a fantastic car, primarily built for the track, but you could drive it on the street. It is probably one of the sexiest looking Ferraris you've ever seen. They didn't make a whole lot of them, and there were different body styles. But I think, uh, let's see, I think the one that I would like to get for you would be something maybe by Scaglietti. I think uh, he designed what I thought were some of the most beautiful Ferrari TRs. So I think that's the car that I'm I'm going to get you. Just so you know what this is going to do to my pocketbook, <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking well over $10 million for one of these cars right now. So you've got very expensive taste, but that's okay because I think you would have a big smile on your face driving this uh, 250 TR down the road. Um, I'll shoot you some pictures of some that I've seen. They had a whole flock of them, pretty much everyone that still remains at Pebble Beach a few years ago. Ah, very cool. Absolutely spectacular sitting out on the lawn. I mean, it's just unbelievable to see those. And these guys all get together from time to time in different places around the world and drive their cars, because if you can afford a car like that, you can afford to fly it anywhere you want. So uh, I would uh, look forward to seeing that arriving in your garage sometime soon. It might not be this year, maybe next year, but We'll see what I can do for you. Well, Joey, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with Car Shout listeners and with me. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in your very own Ferrari TR250? Well, I would just say uh, one of the things that, you know, it's it's not a hobby, it's a lifestyle. And there's a, there's always, um, you know, your first time for everything. So just dive in and, and figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Straight Up Dubs? All right. Well, we have a multiple websites. We have our Straight Up Dubs website, our Instagram account, as well as uh, Facebook. I have my personal page that I do for my Workstat um, projects. It's uh, s.u.d underscore Workstat. 
um, on Instagram. And then uh, you can also follow me at, uh, you know, uh, with my Joey Giordano on Facebook as well. So, and then we also have our straight up dubs clothing line. Um, that's also on Instagram and Facebook as well through our straight up dubs website. There you go. Well, listeners, I'll make sure I put links to all these connections on Joey's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to cars. Yeah.com. Type in Joey Giordano. I'm going to spell that for you. G I O. You like the way I added that little Italian flair? Now that, now that you're driving a Ferrari, Joey Giordano. Uh, if I could be a better Italian speaker, I would. G I O R D A N O. But it fits your new car, Joey. Thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.